Well, good morning and welcome to our living room. <laughs> We're glad that you're here. Uh, it was hard to, uh, to pick just a few pictures to share with you, but you can imagine the hundreds of photos that were taken. And that was just a glimpse of uh, some of the things that we experienced over in the Holy Land. I have asked uh, a few folks to share with us this morning a little bit of their experience over there, but we have some uh, other people that are here in the living room, so to speak, that went on this trip as well. So I would ask if you could just stand if you uh, went on this trip with us to the Holy Land uh, a week or so ago. Yes, let's give Father God a hand clap of praise for the pilgrims that uh, made their way over. There were 40 of us uh, on this trip, and we were a mix of individuals from contemporary, traditional. Uh, we had a, a couple others from other United Methodist churches, uh, some non-denominational, easy for me to say, uh, Catholic, Lutheran, and I share this only because you may be looking at this picture, these pictures and saying, oh, I, I don't necessarily recognize uh, that person. Uh, but for us, uh, religion didn't define us. Rather, we were an expression of the kingdom of God, and it was just beautiful. Uh, we know, right, when we get to heaven, there's no denominations. There's not a Methodist side of heaven. It's the kingdom of God, and that is really what we experienced. Uh, many of us did not know each other. Uh, going on this trip, but by the end of it, we all became very fast friends. And in fact, when I went through security, uh, I call it the interrogation uh, with the Israeli uh, security, and they asked if I had known uh, the people on the trip before we left, and I started to say yes, because that's how quickly we bonded and the relationships that formed. But it was just an amazing experience. Uh, we shared in communion and we prayed together. We sang and we worshiped together and we engaged in the holy scriptures at the various holy sites. And we laughed. We laughed and we had fun and we enjoyed each other as well. I want to take just a moment uh, for this, this group of folks that have agreed to come and share a bit of their story. They could just introduce themselves. And Barb, if you want to start down here just with your name, let folks know who you are. A little bit closer. Is that on? I think that got it. Okay. We're going to... <laughs> let's start. Let's start. Let's work on this mic. I'm going to have Andy start in the back, and then we can work on making sure that this mic is working. I'm Andy Meyer. Fred Hicks. Bruce Burley. Jenna Wall. And then if we want to just hand that down. Debbie Burley. Kim Hoff. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, one of the, the this passages of Scripture that really spoke to me when I reflected on our time together over in the Holy Land is, is Acts 2.42. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. It was just such a beautiful uh, time. Uh, I have asked uh, some of uh, these folks again to share, and I've got some questions for them, and they're going to share with you uh, a little bit of their experience. So I'm going to start out with, with Barb. What was the, um, the, your experience of how our group interacted together? Oh, it, it was great. Um, it's just like it was just now, you know. Um, we all laughed together. We cried together. And I only knew maybe half the people and just a little bit about them, maybe had been in some small groups with them, but I got to meet so many new people, made new friends, 
and it was just such a bonding experience um, and got to know people a little bit deeper. You know, you can't do that just sitting for one hour every Sunday. So it was just really great. The Bible uh, really came to life for so many of us over there. And I want to ask um, a couple of you, uh, Fred in particular, if you could start us off, how the topography and the landscape were highlights for you over there. Um, I guess uh, kind of started a couple weeks before we left. I was uh, uh, one of the video links that we had from the, the tour company talked about the geography and kind of passed through the geography of the of the country. And um, I don't know if it was that or before that. I was looking at a map and I was kind of scaling the distance between Tel Aviv and the Dead Sea. And I think it, if I remember right, it said it was like. 58 kilometers. I did the conversion very quickly in my head, and I said, suddenly just hit me. I said, that's like driving from Westchester to the outlet mall. <laughs> and the length of the country is not a whole lot more than driving to Columbus, maybe a little bit beyond Columbus. And um, once we were there, I guess because the first day we uh, were fortunate to start uh, the tour on the day of the 75th anniversary of the Holocaust. So Julie made a nice audible call and said, let's get out of Jerusalem, let's head to Masada. So we were down in the Judean wilderness. And as the week went on, as we spent time in Jerusalem, and then, which is right on the edge of the, of the desert and, 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 the, um, and, and not far from the Dead Sea, and as we uh, moved up to Galilee, and how lush and 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 uh, uh, what a uh, uh, rich area that was uh, in such a short distance, it just really struck me. And Julie had made the comment before uh, to me that you'll just never, because she'd gone once before, you'll never read the Bible the same again. And that is absolutely true. So, Bruce, if you could share with us a little bit about what made an impact on you. I think uh, the Sea of Galilee was the most important part to me. You saw a sunrise in the video clip before, and that, that was the start of our day in Tobias and our trip to the Sea of Galilee. But I look at it as a living water, living history, where a lot of the things you go through are ruins, and they've built cities upon top of cities. And this is one you could touch, and you know Jesus was there and been in the water and touched uh, also. So that was the best part for me. So Jenna was one of seven young people. Again, there was a slide up there. I said, oh, we've got to get a, a picture of the young folks that are with us. And uh, Jenna is 15. It was cute. We were talking the other day. She says, in my 15 years of life, <laughs> right? Only a teenager can say that. Uh, but share a little bit with us about how the Bible came to life for you. Yeah, so growing up, I've always been uh, in Sunday school and VBS and upward, and even youth now, I've been learning a whole bunch of, uh, you know, all the Bible stories and teaching it every single Sunday to the uh, little kids we have here at Faith. Uh, I've been learning myself about all the Bible stories, and to go and stand and, and see where this all took place was absolutely, it was, it was crazy, and you didn't know how to feel. Uh, I was just in awe of what I was hearing and what I was seeing and where I was standing. So it, it was a really incredible feeling. 
So uh, many times people will ask, what was your favorite place? It's just, you know, a common thing that we ask each other, and it's so hard to choose, uh, really, for any of us. Uh, but I had asked a couple of you, if you could just share uh, what was a special place to you. And uh, there were uh, several from our group that had the opportunity to have dinner uh, in Bethlehem. We called them the Bethlehem dinners with a uh, Palestinian Christian family that welcomed us into their homes. Uh, it was just an amazing experience. And I know that uh, Barb and uh, Bruce, as well as Debbie, uh, also got to experience those dinners. And um, if you could just share a little bit, Barb, if you could start us out, what that, just describe to us what that was like. Well, the family was no different than us. They were very warm, and we came into their home. We shared some laughs. We shared a meal, and they told us about some of the um, things that they go through uh, as far as being a Palestinian versus an Israelite, and, but they didn't dwell on it too much. And I asked at the very end, um, they let us take their uh, picture with us, and I asked at the very end, if you could change one thing, what would it be? And the woman said that we could all just get along. And I thought, wow, isn't that the message that we hear all the time, if we could just all get along? It, it, we had our uh, prayer before our dinner, and uh, everybody, you know, it, it was a great prayer. This, this family... The, the, the hostess was, uh, had a college education, had a master's degree in education, and she had been to Cincinnati last summer. So we asked her what was the most important part of Cincinnati, and she's the aquarium, the zoo, and Kings Island. So, <laughs> so uh, it, it's really good. They, she teaches in a Catholic school, and her, both of her children go there. And her husband's an electrician, and we... They had just remodeled their uh, their house, and it was beautiful. And we talked about his job and different things that he does for his family and his extended family. His brother is a a tile man that does tile, and he does beautiful work. And it was just a great interaction with him, and a delicious dinner too. So we took a, uh, a boat ride on a fishing boat on the Sea of Galilee. I didn't have any anointing this time. For those of you who heard that message before, a bird decided to, you know, drop on me the last time I was there. I was spared that anointing this time. Uh, but it was such a special time out on the boat. We had a beautiful day, and I shared passages uh, out on the water of how Jesus came to his disciples on the water. And we recounted those scriptures and how Peter walked on the water and how Jesus calmed uh, the storm, right, and brought the peace. And it was just such a, a special time. And I'd like for Fred and Barb, if they could share with us uh, what those moments on the boat, uh, what they meant to you. For me, um, it was just a very calming experience. I could have stayed out there all afternoon. And um, we worshiped out there. And I kept thinking, you know, there's so many stories of what happened on these waters and around the Sea of Galilee. If only these waters could talk to us but I am so lucky and fortunate to be right here. So I just wanted to take it all in, and um, it was just remarkable. I'd kind of echo uh, what Barb just said, um, but I had some other thoughts. Uh, Julie had asked me about favorite locations and stuff. I said, well, uh, anything that was out in the open and generally speaking up on a top of a hill, 
Um, and the more I thought about it, I've been thinking about it since, is when we were on the tour, you know, it's, it's like every morning up at 6, breakfast 6.30, get on the bus by 7.30, be on the bus by 7.30, and we had to do a count and so forth to make sure we had everybody. And you're just running and running and running a lot. You're seeing a lot of stuff, but it's, you know, it's compressed into like eight days or whatever. And there's very few moments where you have quietness. And some of the times where we were on a hill looking down, but when we went out on the boat ride, it was Julie had asked or mentioned something about unexpected moments. And I guess I was envisioning this boat ride. Okay, we're going to put, I'd seen a couple of the boats go out when we were from the hotel and I was expecting the boat just to kind of putter around and come back in. So he gets out there and he kills the engine. And as Barb was saying, there's just nothing but the only thing you could hear was some birds Every, the water was absolutely calm and then we had a, a member uh, Bob from Hamilton uh, who felt drawn to sing <sighs> give me a second here he, raised me up. He, he sang a particular song I was guessing, well, what's he going to sing? I was thinking hymns in my mind and stuff. He's, he sang a, a particular song, uh, which, well, he sang You Raised Me Up, and, and it had a particular meaning for me for a multitude of reasons. And uh, it was just as Barb was saying, we'd seen so many places around that area. It's just, I felt like, you're here. You're here. Mm. Amen. So we visited uh, the Garden Tomb, which is a, a beautiful place, and it's a possible second location uh, for the tomb of Jesus. And, and we didn't get hung up what, you know, was it the Church of the Holy Sepulchre? Was it the Garden Tomb? He's risen, right? Let's, when we get to heaven, that's not going to be a question we ask. Which one was it, right? But we got to experience both of those uh, locations. And at the end of our, our tour of the Garden Tomb area, which again was just beautiful, uh, we got to go into the chapel because of, of the size of our group, and I think because we were special, right? But uh, we got to go into the chapel, and we had communion in there. And it was so powerful and so moving, and it's how we ended our day that day. And Kim, I'd like for you to share just a little bit about what that meant to you. This garden tomb was beautiful and peaceful and unassuming. And in my heart, I feel like that's what Jesus is. And he's, he just, the place just radiated peace. And we had to climb through a little door to get down into where the tomb was. And we could see the stone that had been rolled away. And it was just you could just feel Jesus right there and you could you just couldn't believe the feeling and then we went into the chapel to have communion and every one of us was so touched and everyone who'd had any part of communion before pitched in to help and we drank Jesus's blood from these little tiny olive tree made communion cups and we, we read passage, and 
I think we were all pretty much moved to tears. We sang, and it was one of the closest times I think I have ever, ever felt to God and Jesus. It was beautiful. So we had um, seven individuals reaffirm their baptisms in the Jordan River. And, and you saw the sign that I was holding up. I was on the Mount of Beatitudes. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not get bent out of shape, right? And, and so we embodied that when we were over there. And so that particular day, we were supposed to visit the Jordan River at the conclusion of the day. And I thought, what a great way to end the day. It'll be warmer. And so uh, the schedule got flipped around, and we went to the Jordan River very first thing in the morning. It was a little cold first thing in the morning, right? And, uh, but just what a beautiful uh, time that was. And again, there were seven individuals uh, that reaffirmed uh, their baptism. It was absolutely just uh, a beautiful experience. And Andy and her husband, uh, Randy Meyer, uh, uh, did the, uh, the reaffirmation of their baptism together. It was beautiful. They were in the water together. And Andy, if you can share with us a little bit of, of what that experience was like for you. Well, before the trip, we had a meeting, and I had never thought that was going to be an option on the trip, but at that particular meeting, Julie said, you know, we're going to the Jordan River, and baptism reaffirmation could take place. And, of course, my hand went up, Yeah, And I looked at Randy, and he's shaking his head. So after the meeting, I said, okay, I'm not going to make you do anything you don't want to do, but... Um, I said it would be really special if we did this together because neither one of us can remember our initial baptism, you know, as little infants. So he finally came along and um, we walked out into the river together and were greeted by Julie and Tim and we were baptized there together with our arms linked and other than our marriage vows, that's probably the most special bonding faith-related event in our lives. And, you know, they say when you're baptized, you're washed in the blood of the Lord. And I honestly, that afternoon and all day, just felt like I've never been cleaner. Thank you. So each morning uh, on the bus, to share a little bit of a, a glimpse of, of how we would start our day, I would lead us in devotions and prayer time. And then my husband, Scott, uh, would share a weather report and joke of the day. And by the end of the trip, it was like, forget the devotion, we just want to hear joke of the day, right? So, uh, but one of the things that, that I prayed for every day on this trip is that, that we would meet God in the unexpected places. Because I think sometimes... Um, we anticipate what we're going to experience, whatever it is, wherever we're going in life. And But to, to meet God in those unexpected places, and I just love the stories, love the stories. We all have them of where we met God in those unexpected um, places. Uh, we, we had a powerful time of prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Kim, if you can just share with us a little bit about how that impacted you. The Garden of Gethsemane was so beautiful, and it over, you know, we overlook the uh, Mount of Olives with the olive trees and a cemetery and we're, we're there feeling everything. You know, Jesus struggled in prayer and, and made the decision to give his life for us. He was betrayed by Judas. He was arrested. You're feeling all of these things and knowing everything Jesus has given up for us. And we said our devotions and we lifted up 
names, Julie had us lift up names of people in prayer. And I lifted up, or my husband lifted up, Paul Branco, who's a very dear friend who has been um, struggling with a lung disease. And we all lifted his name up. And two hours later, I got a text that he had received a call to leave for Indianapolis to get a new set of lungs. So Amen. we felt Amen. a very, very powerful answer to prayer almost immediately. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was breathtaking. Thank you. So um, I'd ask, like to ask Jenna to share next. We, we ended our last day, our last stop um, was at the Mediterranean Sea. And it was a time for us to, to huddle up as a group because after that time it was going to be getting ready to, to go back to the airport and um, get back to reality, so to speak. And so that was such a special moment for Jenna that she shared. And I'd like for her to share a little bit of, of that with all of you. Yeah, so like Julie said, we were, it was the last day, the last stop, and we were all standing in a circle on the shore of the Mediterranean Sea, holding hands, and we were praying and uh, singing and worshiping God. And uh, month, the months leading up to this trip, I've been praying and asking for uh, new friends, new better friends. And in that time uh, we were there, God told me, these are not only your friends, but these are your family. These are the people that will be there with you no matter where you go, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, and these are the people that you should cherish forever, and I, I will cherish them in this trip forever for the rest of my life. Thank you. We uh, visited the hometown of Mary Magdalene, and it's, it's a fairly new discovery over there, and it really made a big impact, especially on several of us ladies uh, over there, and I'd ask for Debbie to share a bit of her experience of what that made on her. Um, this was something so unexpected. And I think part of the experience was from your prayers and from your support. Um, we could really feel your prayers and I think it made such a difference in our whole trip. But this uh, Magdala was such a unexpected surprise. Um, the columns inside this building, building were all names of uh, biblical women and this building was kind of um, uh, honoring these women. And it was just very special. The women of the group all had their picture taken there. And then uh, they had beautiful mosaics on the wall. One of them was the Good Samaritan, or the uh, woman at the well, and uh, how they had depicted her from being um, transformed. Her dress was new in one part and old in the other part. And Jesus was reaching out to her, and he was showing her a different way of life. And that was depicted so well there. It was just beautiful. But then after we had visited the, the um, mosaic scenes up top, we went down to a little chapel. And when we walked into that chapel, I was just breathtaking. It was just, it took my breath away. And it was this big panoramic mural that was painted, it wasn't mosaic, but all it was was feet. It was feet, and it was like from the hems of the robes down, and it was feet in sandals, and it was all very masculine. The whole picture was very masculine with these feet, and then through the feet, through these crowd 
of men, there's this feminine hand that reaches out and is touching the robe of Jesus. And it was the hemorrhaging woman getting her healing. And it was just so powerful. And I just, I just loved it. It just uh, really spoke to me. I thought that was amazing. So Debbie, you had mentioned uh, the columns. And again, they had um, all different women's names that had uh, made an impact on history. But there was a column that didn't have names on that. Can you share a little bit with them about that column? I just remember that um, it, it was an invitation to put your own name on the column, every woman in there, to put your name and add it to all these biblical names and uh, so that you're significant to Jesus also and to his life. And it's just a, a powerful calling. Thank you. So uh, one of the places that we visited in Jerusalem was Mount Zion. And in particular, a place that's called Caiaphas's house. And it wouldn't, it's not a house that you would think of, right, in terms of what we would define a house. But it was a place uh, for those who were standing trial, it's where they were held. So it was a prison. And there were different levels of prison that just kept going down. So you have this visual image of just um, layers and layers of uh, prisons. And then at the very bottom, they called it the dungeon or the pit. And this is, you, you're deep. You are down uh, deep. And it was a place that Jesus was kept before he... Uh, before he stood trial before Pilate. And it was a powerful moment uh, down there in, in the pit. And it was a small space. But almost all of us uh, crammed down there and together in this space. And I shared Psalm 88. So you want to look that up when you leave here today. Psalm 88. And we sang, How Great Thou Art. And it was just such a profound moment. And Andy uh, had an encounter uh, down there in the dungeon in that pit, and I would love for you to share with us uh, what that experience was like. Well, as Julie said, early on in the trip, she uh, led us to open our hearts and our minds and our ears to listen. And I thought everyone had gone upstairs, but as it turns out, there was a very special couple still down there with me, but I didn't realize that until the end of my experience, but I've always had a very high internal temperature, so 35 degrees, I'm wearing flip-flops, and I did that all through uh, Israel. And so as I stood there, I bowed my head, and I heard the voice of my God, and he said to me, kick off your shoes. And I stepped out of them and put my feet on that cool stone floor. And in that moment, I knew what our Lord had endured for me and for all of us. And as you've heard several people say, it was a breathtaking moment. It literally took my breath. I couldn't breathe, but I knew I was safe. And then I opened my eyes and I saw Pam and David Brockman and got some big hugs and they helped me up the stairs because I still couldn't breathe. And I knew that I had to come back into a church home. I knew where that church home would be. And I knew he would care for me all the days of my life. Thank you. Thank you. 
So what I want you to hear from this, obviously, is, is the stories of, of transformation and how God, how we experience God over in the Holy Land. Um, but I want you to know that, that whether you're in the Holy Land or whether you're here, that God wants to move in your lives. And we just need to make ourselves available, make ourselves available to allow the Holy Spirit to work in each and every one of us. They could have had a totally different experience, but they were open to the power and the presence of God. And we have that available to us all the time. God is in Israel, God is here. He went before us, he came back with us. And he's here with each and every one of us here this morning. So I wanna um, just take a moment just to thank uh, this group for sharing. And uh, Sean's, Sean's going to come up, and I'm just going to lead us in a time of prayer uh, as we close. And at the conclusion of that prayer, uh, you are free to go. Or you may have noticed some people standing around you, and you may have some questions and want to talk to some folks that are here this morning. So I want to encourage you uh, to do that, because we just love to share our stories. So let us pray. Almighty God, we come before you in this moment. And we take just a moment just to catch our breath. God, we invite you into this moment. God, we invite your Holy Spirit just to dwell among us. And I pray for a stirring of our hearts. God, we've come into this place with different things on our minds. And we feel you and we see you in this moment. God, these are the things that, that we want to share with you this morning. Father, hear our prayers. God, we come to you in this moment and we just glorify and praise your holy name. And we thank you for this body of Christ that has gathered here this morning to come to know you more, to exalt the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for these, these 39 pilgrims and myself who journeyed over to the Holy Land, and we thank you for the ways that you were so evident in our lives. And God, we didn't leave you over there. You came back. You're here with us now. So God, I pray for all 40 of us. God, that, that we would act upon this transformation, on this experience that we each have had. And God, we're reminded of those times when we would lift our voices to say the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to do that this morning. God, as we remember the words of Jesus, and the prayer that he taught his disciples. Won't you join me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen and amen.
May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be blessed.